Cleveland! This is for you! Talking about balls. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price. Kyle, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. I'm ha- I'm glad to be in person this time finally. Yeah, we are back in studio. Uh, obviously, I made the intro that I can't use when we're on stereo. I got a setup in the basement here. It's a nice little setup, I think, better than before. And uh, it's good to be back. Good to be in person. It is. Kyle and I have officially exchanged Christmas gifts. Both were smashing successes. Smashing. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Um, hope all of you had a great Christmas. We are here. It's Wednesday night. We're back to our normal time, uh, and that's that. No chipper this week. I know that's going to really upset a lot of people, but uh, he's he's not here. Uh, however, to start the episode, we will be with Chipper on Sunday. For those of you that want to tune in, look up Steel City Renegades on Facebook. That's their page. They are it's weird Pittsburgh. saying that on this. I know it this, is, ugh. but they're a Pittsburgh Steelers uh, radio show. They do they film it, so it's all in person live. Uh, we'll be going to their studio on Sunday night at like six o'clock. I think the show starts at like seven, seven thirty ish. So if you want to give them a follow, keep your eyes peeled. We'll be there Sunday in person. And you know, we're gonna we're gonna reignite the Steelers Browns rivalry a little bit. Cleveland because, against the world. Yeah, that's what that's, exactly. I'm going in guns a blazing. Uh I'll be cordial. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll be cordial, but I'm also I'm not out to make friends. You know, no, that's, that's what no. I'm going to put that at. Put that out there. We'll be outnumbered. Absolutely. The Steelers are a sinking ship. They are going to hear all about it. Their quarterback has a lot of rape accusations, <laughs> and not even just accusations. He's raped a lot. Uh, they're going to hear about that. Uh, T.J. Watt's overrated. They're going to hear about that. They're going to hear oh. about all of it. They're going to hear a lot. Stuff they probably don't know. Yeah, they, stuff, they, we, stuff we need that to they, because they, they live in denial. Let's be honest. Steeler fans definitely live in denial. They uh, they think their shit don't stink, and I'm here to tell you that your shit does smell, and it smells like poop. Smells like poop, poop. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Obviously, Christmas Day. Uh, Speaking of poop, poop, let's get yeah, right into the Browns Santa, game. Santa came down the chimney and took a huge shit on on the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. Re- really, Baker Mayfield did. I had a great Christmas until about 4 o'clock. I did, too. It was going really well. I, I saw the family. Uh, my wife's mother tested positive for COVID a few weeks ago. It's going around. And... She was, she's unvaccinated. She's very anti-vax. Oh, how'd that do for her? Uh, so yeah, she, she wasn't doing great. Having some <laughs> breathing troubles, you know, a stint in the hospital. Um, she was home. It was actually her like third week Ugh. and she couldn't get healthy. So the doctors t- told her, you got to keep quarantining. So we went over there. We did a, a garage with the doors open, social distance hangout. I mean, it was like 65 degrees. Technically, so. no, not, no, we went on actual Christmas. It was cold as fuck. What was the day before Christmas? It was warmer? Yeah, it Christmas was Eve before, was nice. Christmas, Christmas Eve Day was, warm, was yes. cold as fuck. <laughs> uh, that's right, yeah, you're right. So we were in the garage. They had a kerosene heater going. We were social distanced. She was technically on her. Her doctors told her to quarantine for like 21 days, and she was on day 20 when we went there, so we felt comfortable enough to, I mean, obviously we didn't like hug her or anything like that, so we stayed stayed away, but we did that, so saw some family. I went to my, my dad's side of the family's get-together, and then I came home for the game. Yeah. I sit down. I'm excited. However... I went into the game, as you guys all know, last week, expecting a loss. We all did. But let me preface this. When I when I expect the Browns to lose and I pick against them, I am more than okay with being wrong. I want them to prove me wrong. 
I know I'm not wrong often, but I really like it when I'm wrong about the Browns. The first drive aspect. gave me hope, didn't it? Uh, no, because we're really good on the first drive. We're we're when when we're scripted, that scripted offense with Stefanski, which is this is a little bit of a foreshadowing to what we're going to talk about oh, later. Oh no, coaching. Our coaching is pretty fucking good. So when we can script the offense and it's ran perfectly, because it's so scripted, we're in good shape. We're a really good team. We move the ball like no other. You mean plays that coach calls works? Yeah, plays that the coach can get Baker to practice, to to understand, and to know like the back of his hand because he gets to run them so many times. And they execute them correctly. Yes, that's that's crazy. That's a key. Crazy. Um, So, yes, the Browns go down, score a touchdown. Uh, Chase McLaughlin... Uh, went on the COVID list, so we had Chris Nagar mm-hmm. as our backup, like replacement kicker for the game. Comes out, I said it all week because I'm a realist. I told people as soon as he went down, I said that's scary to me. We have a rookie kicker who's never kicked in the NFL before, having his first game, national television, Christmas Day at Lambeau Field. No pressure. Could there be any more pressure on this kid? <laughs> and sure enough, his first kicked for his first. Wide right. uh, uh, point after attempt, yeah, wide right. He blew it. Fun fact, just to fill you in here, the, the Browns did sign a new kicker today to the practice squad. Last name is Blewett. Literally Blewett. It's, Shut. Are you serious? Oh, I'm not kidding around. Yeah, that's his name. Did they cut Negger? No, it's because McLaughlin's still not ready to come back yet, I don't think. Oh. So they just signed him to the practice squad. Um, Yeah, his name is actually... It's like the jokes rate themselves. I don't. They, it really does. So I tweeted earlier because the, the Browns themselves tweeted from their account... That we signed the guy. I forgot his first name, but his last name is like B L E W I T T. So I I quote tweeted it and I said that should actually be the last name of every Browns kicker this season. <laughs> and it, it's gotten a little traction. People are people are liking it for whatever reason. My Twitter's not loading up, so whatever. But uh, but yeah. So they signed a, a guy named Blewett. But on Saturday, Chris Nagar blew it, missed the extra point. It is what it is, though. It happens in the NFL. They moved the extra point back. It's no longer automatic unless you have uh, Justin Tucker. So. No harm, no foul. I'm not overly concerned about it. Right. Then the wheels fall off, kind of. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, not right there because, I mean, we let them score. Our defense, first and foremost, before we say anything, great job by the defense. I want to give them credit. I'm sure you were probably going in that direction, too. Our defense played fucking great. They played really well. Yeah, I I think the defense showed up and did what they were supposed to, being shorthanded, because they still had a lot of key pieces out. Yes, and, and Miles Garrett, maybe fifty percent. Yeah, I maybe. mean he is what a groin injury, and he's, yeah. he's doing what he can. He didn't. I don't, I don't think he touched Aaron Rodgers. Stepped on him after a throw because oh. that that, that uh, got that got brought it, to attention. Is that but, the one where they were shaking hands afterwards yeah. or whatever? Okay, shook his hand. You know, he, uh, Aaron Rodgers is a big Miles Garrett fan. He did step on his toe and kind of fucked Aaron Rodgers up. He he was hurting a little bit after that too. He got stepped on by his own lineman too. So. It happens, but uh, other than that, he really didn't actually physically get to him to tackle him or anything like that. So, but I mean, it's just his presence out there. But the defense overall, I thought, did what they were supposed to do. They 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 didn't stop, but they slowed. They yeah. they slowed Aaron Rodgers down. They slowed that run game down. They slowed the passing game down a little bit. I mean, Denzel Ward got his ass burned a couple times, but you're going against Devontae Adams. What do you? You're going to do what you can do. But you're right. The defense did what they were supposed to. If only the other side of the ball could have done what they were supposed to. And fun fact here. 21 of the the points that the Packers scored rough turnovers off turnovers yeah. we had we had four total total turnovers all by the same guy anybody out there jeopardy anybody want to i want to take a guess on uh, who who the answer is Kyle can you, goes to you can you give me a Baker Mayfield for 500 Alex sure can you yes nailed <laughs> you nailed it who is Baker Mayfield yes he 
threw four interceptions, one of them being obviously the most costly one that, that ended the game, essentially, on the, the game-winning drive. We'll get to that, too. He airmailed a couple of those fucking passes, too. My yeah, God. his footwork's terrible. He's overthrowing guys. I, I, I got a couple people, and nothing against them, but, like, my brother was texting me about the game, and he even said, like, oh, you know, the one throw, he was questioning Landry's jump, saying, you know, maybe Landry goes up with a little more effort, like two hands. And I said, dude, he jumped as literally as high as he could. And I just know it from like playing sports. You can jump higher if you're only going with one hand than going with two hands. Right. Like it's like imagine like dunking a basketball. It's easier to jump and go with one hand than it is to jump and dunk with two yeah, hands. Yeah, Landry's only like five eleven, right? Yeah. But I'm talking like from a standstill <clears throat> position. Like if you're gonna dunk. Like if you dunk, if you jump up with both hands in the air for whatever reason, like it's harder to get air. Well, like if you watch that, re- you talking about the one where he threw over Landry's head? Yeah. So Landry went up with only one hand. Yeah, he went one hand, and he's still going up as and high he as he almost could. got it. That's that's what I told my brother. Yeah. My brother was like, "Oh, you know, maybe if Landry goes up with two hands, because that was the thing like fans were saying about Odell and the one interception against the, uh, or maybe it wasn't even an interception; it was incompletion. I forgot who he played, but the one of the games where they showed the the crossing route, Odell jumped up, went up with one hand because he was about to get killed. Maybe he's the Steelers. Yeah, where he kind of like um, olayed it. And fans a were bit. like, go up with two hands, you <laughs> pussy. Meanwhile, it's a bunch of people sitting at home that have never played football in their lives that right. don't understand the, the the contact Odell would have taken, who, by the way, is having a really, really good season in, in his short he stint. He scored er- a, game, a touchdown Rams. every game he's played so far. No, he's four for six. Oh, is he? Six okay. games, four touchdowns. That's, I heard it on the radio crazy. the other day. That's, that's why crazy. I know it. So but, the uh, one interception, though, that I, I, I'm not I'm putting blame anywhere, but the one that kind of confused me was is I think possibly um, Baker thought that uh, Landry was a comeback route. Yeah, and I think, the one where Landry slipped. Yeah, I thought maybe Landry thought it was a go route. So the Because if, if Landry was going and Baker would have chucked that down the field, that's touchdown. a touchdown. But I think Baker read it as a comeback route, and then when Landry decided that, oh, Baker's throwing a comeback route, I need to come back and get that ball, he slipped, and that was the interception. Yes, and even if Landry was on the same page and ran a comeback <laughs> route perfectly, yeah. That thing's still getting intercepted. Yeah, they I mean, read that, that pass maybe, like or they could have deflected. He could have tried to deflect it. I get it, but I'm saying right. That, yeah, that that's a that's a miscommunication. That's yep. Baker not knowing what the fuck's going on. I th- I mean, Landry's been in the league for a long time. I think Landry knows. I mean, and plus, any other quarterback in that situation sees him wide open down the field. You're throwing that fucking ball down the field and saying, "I'm going to give my receiver the best chance to get this ball." Yeah. I'm not going to try to underthrow this ball. He's on the on, on the curl route, like you said. If if Landry even ran it to perfection, yeah, there were two. There was a corner and a safety right, right. there. So you're throwing into damn near double coverage. But he had that guy beat by three yards. Right, four that's yards. what I'm he saying. Been so Baker should have seen those corners. My problem is, I think Baker's can't just, see. He's too small. He can't see that far. So his passes are just timing pattern. That's it. Everything is just timing. He's going to throw the ball and hope you're there. Whereas, like if you watch Aaron Rodgers. I mean, obviously he missed the one that would have sealed the game. A lot of fans haven't brought this up, but the one pass where he just missed Devontae Adams, yeah. that was that was a game His sealer. passes were a game of beauty. I mean, he, I think he's beauty. such a good quarterback. He drops I say that football in perfectly. And he can just he can throw it through a fucking tight window. Like, he's just so good at and passing And talk about a guy who doesn't break a sweat during a game. Ever. He, it, have you ever seen a guy look more calm? He, like, he throws a ball and he just laughs. He, he like, looks t- like a grandpa. Takes his shirt and step off. He's just looking around. He's like looking around. He looks like a grandpa, like outside on. playing with the kids. Right. Like, he knows, like, there's no pressure. He's just, oh, we flick the ball here, having some fun. He doesn't He doesn't he's doing sweat. it at the highest level. And you throw it and you look at Baker. Baker sweating bullets and he's, he's out of breath and, he's and everything. He's forcing balls. He's throwing, yeah. I mean, four interceptions is. Fun fact, for all you people out there that complain that Baker is the best quarterback we've had since 1999, you know how many quarterbacks since 99 have thrown four interceptions in a game? Well, now one. 
Now one of them has. Oh, I, now I, one, oh. and it's Baker Mayfield. For the radio, I had my hand up at zero, but yeah, okay, Kyle was sorry. saying zero. Well, he was miming zero, but yeah, uh, I saw a stat that said that Baker is the first quarterback for the Browns to throw four interceptions in a game. That's the coach's problem. And yeah, it's obviously Stefanski because yeah. you know he's not he's he's why would he draw up plays that make Baker throw interceptions? Obviously, that's what he's doing. He probably has a playbook that says interceptions, no interceptions. Yeah, he called a play and he he's t- calling from the wrong side. When he's we're talking to Baker in the headset, he's going, "Hey Baker, make sure you throw this to the other team. This is obviously the play design. This is the so interception call. Interception call. So yeah, Kyle brings up a point that we're I'm hearing a lot in local radio, and to me, it's just <clears throat> it's the. I won't stand for it. I'm not going to stand for Kevin Stefanski slander when you see the fucking proof in the pudding. Kevin Stefanski, one coach of the year last year. His first year, Baker gets all the credit for whatever reason. You Cleveland fans are fucking idiots. Kevin Stefanski came in, took this team to the playoffs year one. Year two has dealt with a lot of shit. Injuries, COVID, this and that. The drama with Odell Beckham. Who is still possibly a playoff team? Yeah. That's coaching, ladies and gentlemen. He has that locker room. They love him. They play for him. He's still doing a great job. The problem from this year and last year, last year, the second half of the season, we had one of the easiest schedules in football. Mm-hmm. This year, it's tougher. Baker isn't executing. Stefanski's play calling has not changed. His game management has not changed. It's like the one thing you could you could probably pick up if it was a coach problem is you start getting those reports of the locker room of people like you going against nothing. the coach or people saying little remarks. Oh, anonymous source says yeah. the locker room's turned on Coach Stefanski. That's not happening because who's, who's no wife? one. Go go ahead. I said because no one, no one, no one's against him. Everyone's no. with the coach. They believe in the plan. They believe in what they're trying to do. They, he has that locker room as a as as a family in there. And there's this one person who the ball's in their hands all the time, and it's not the coach's. Not the coach. The coaches aren't there hiking the ball and passing the ball. Sorry. Exactly. I agree. You you can only do so much as a coach. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're, if you're, I mean, I, I know they won the other day with, with Nick Foles, but I use him as the example. If you're out there like Matt Nagy and you have your quarterback who, and, and the whole offense just looks fucking inept and, and lost. Right. That's a coaching problem. Sure. Sure. Kevin Stefanski, again, has this locker room. He has this team still fighting for the playoffs, still with hope. Oh, yeah, they win the next two games, they're probably in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, more than likely, because I don't think, I mean, we'll get to it later, but I don't think Cincinnati's beating Kansas City on Sunday. And I was actually, I have the page pulled up. We're going to do a little preview of some playoff clinching scenarios for teams going into Week 17. I'm not going to read them all, because there's a fucking million where it's like, it's like a math problem. Like, right here, I'll read you a quick one. Cincinnati tie, plus a Los Angeles Chargers loss, plus a Las Vegas tie, plus a New England loss, plus a Miami win, plus a Buffalo winner tie. Equals pie squared. I mean, is that, is that like solve for a Y? What the hell? I feel like it's goodwill hunting, and I'm writing on the board. I'm like oh trying to solve God. math problems, but I'm going to do the easy ones. I'll just tell you guys. I'll, I'll read a few. But as I was saying, you know, it's not a Stefanski problem because whose wife was posting about how tough her husband is compared to his teammates? Oh yeah. Whose whose teammates are tweeting during a game? Run the damn ball. Because they're sick of seeing Baker turn it over. A lot of fans are trying to twist that to go, oh, well, John Johnson was telling Stefanski, what are you doing? Run the ball. He Even he knows to run the ball. No, 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 no. That's not what he meant. John Johnson's tweet was 1,050% saying, stop letting Baker throw in the nicest way possible. Is yeah. exactly what his tweet was. Um, and him and um, who, else got, who else got tired of the fans? Uh, Ronnie Harris. 
Ronnie Harrison. Oh, Ronnie Harrison. Yeah, yeah. He was tweeting shit, and he's like, "No, I'm done. You guys are crazy." But I mean, I will. I will say this to tweets. Uh, you saw the report about Baker getting death threats. Yeah, I saw that. That's 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 what, crazy. What, I mean, whether it is or not, I mean, there's yeah. a certain line you shouldn't cross. We yeah. all we all don't like sometimes. I mean, I mean at all. I'm sorry. Some of us don't like Baker. Um, some of us are outspoken about it. But I mean. If you're that crazy of a person, you go and throw death threats at a, an Instagram post, you need help. So just- I also think that you have probably for Baker and his wife, because they're social media people, they're big names, whatever. Yeah. They're probably getting tens of thousands of comments a day, right. ats or whatever you want to call it, mentions, and probably only a few sure. quote unquote death threats from anonymous accounts, just right. some person trying to do something to stir the pot. And it worked. Because yeah. now they're now it's a sad story for Baker. Now that now everyone's going, oh well, I feel bad for him. He's getting death threats. Like let's be, you honest. know, some of these OG like old quarterbacks, like motherfucker, listen, <laughs> dude. There are quarterbacks that used to have to come to Cleveland and they'd get batteries thrown at their heads from the dog pound. Oh, that's the good old days. Like Terry Bradshaw was smacked on his fucking head from Pepper Johnson and yep. damn near uh, broken in half. Like quarterbacks used to get the shit kicked out of him. Legitimately, now it's words hurt. Fear for their life. Yeah. And then some guy with a fucking egg profile on Twitter tweets a death threat, and Baker and Emily have to make a public statement. Emily does. I mean, move the fuck on about it. If it's a legitimate threat, make it a thing. Now they're just doing it for the the, the clout, as the kids say. The clicks, as they say? Yeah, they're just doing it for the, it's the attention. They want, oh, Baker had a really bad game. People are talking shit about him all week. Oh, let's feel bad. Oh, for could him. you imagine oh, the conspiracy Baker. theory if we come to find out it's like a burner account? I could 100% see that. Like, it was, it was Baker's <laughs> cousin that did it or something. Like, because the other thing too is like how 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 legit was the death threat? Was it like I didn't I didn't see it personally. I didn't honestly, see. It. I, I, I have I not care. actually seen the words. Yeah, I don't care, so I didn't look it up. I just opened up honest. Twitter last night and I started seeing like people like who are in Cleveland like that I follow making comments like, "Oh, you know, we all sometimes don't like Baker, but didn't enough yeah. with the death threat." So I had to like type in Baker death threats, and I didn't see anything exactly, but just yeah. people commenting on it. So. I mean, Cleveland is a crazy sports town, but I mean, if you want to see legitimate shit, go be, go play for a Philadelphia team and and suck in a game. Their and fans, watch your, their fans are worse than our. Watch fans. your Twitter mentions. Yeah. Go play for New York and watch your Twitter mentions after a bad outing. So it's nothing. Could you again, imagine Baker in, in New York right now? He would never make it. He would. He would, would never happen. make it. He'd be worse than Daniel Jones, and that's saying a lot. But yeah, so that's one thing I won't stand for. I've gotten into a couple arguments this week about people that are blaming everybody but Baker. And I, I try to bite my tongue and just let it go because, you know. I, you held out a long time because, on the one. <laughs> and I'll just say it. They're stupid. They're fucking stupid people. That And I say it all the time and they get mad. But it's it's it's, it's not me being a dick. It's me I being I think honest. it's your ego. I think you need yeah, to. Yeah, I have a big ego, they say. I just say, hey, sorry I understand football and you don't. You need, I'm like, you it, need to check that ego. It's a tough sorry. sport. Not everybody gets it. But yeah, the people that are blaming everybody else—it's crazy to me because I mean, you can look at look at the track records. Kevin Stefanski made Kirk Cousins and Case Keenum into Pro Bowl caliber quarterbacks. Right. Kirk Cousins is a Pro Bowler, uh, playoff contenders. That offense was running like fucking a smooth machine. Uh, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Dalvin Cook—these guys, Pro Bowlers, etc. With Stefanski's help as the offensive coordinator, the offense makes sense. Yeah, and that's the other thing too is. Browns fans are, are bitching because we use tight ends. We don't have the talent at wide receiver. We just don't. We, you and I talked about that months yeah. ago. I said our wide receivers are good on paper, but like really realistically out there, we don't have like a true number but one. But even if we get a true number one wide receiver, the offense isn't going to change. No. However, it will open up a lot of other things that happen in that yes. offense. This offense is and what we call restricted right who, now. Hopefully whoever our quarterback is next year that's not Baker Mayfield 
We'll get the ball to oh, side number one. We're still going to deal with him next year. No, it's that, end of his... I am holding out all the hope about that story about Deshaun Watson, which we didn't even talk about. I uh, didn't even think about it till right now. Yeah. SI, Sports Illustrated, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there's rumblings that the Browns are in serious discussion with, with Deshaun Watson and his camp about getting him, convincing him, if you will, to put them on the list of his teams he would get traded to, and the Browns are going to try to work out a deal in the offseason. I just... I'm at the point now with, you guys know where I stand with Baker. This is, again, you know, I got called out this week for having a big ego. And I think I know everything, even though I don't. I think I I, I, I won't accept that I'm wrong. I think it was that I was told or something like that. I've seen you wrong a couple times. It's rare. A couple but, times. Um, who, who was the first one that started calling out John Dorsey? Who, I think it was you, yeah. It was me. Who was the first one that started calling out Baker? Me. Now, the winds are t- turning a little bit. He's about <laughs> probably 75-25% uh, of fans that are against him now. A lot less of that ride with six comments, I'm noticing. A lot less. And I was one of the first people to start bashing Baker. And again, nothing personal. I'm a Browns fan. I'm not a Baker fan. I don't give a fuck about the name on the back of a jersey, as I've said before. I mm-hmm. said if, if, if Hitler came back to life and was a great quarterback and we signed him, you know, hail whatever, uh, I'll fucking take it. I don't care. I just want to win. <clears throat> So for me, Baker Mayfield has proven to me in his fourth year, almost complete, that this is who he is. That's it. And again, I go back to the Stefanski track record. Stefanski, look what he did in Minnesota. Came here, year one, coach of the year. What has Baker done in four years? He has put up damn near consistent numbers that are average to below average. Mm-hmm. Never made a Pro Bowl. Never done anything special. I mean, guys, it's we're going into year five. How fucking long do you think it takes to get good? I mean, at here's football? here's the thing. I will say, look, yes, I understand that Baker's hurt. We understand that Baker has whatever million things wrong with him, but I I still don't think a healthy 100% Baker Mayfield is not making these same mistakes. Mind you, he might make less mistakes. He might yeah. He might he might be able to throw less interceptions like he did last year, but he still makes those late game mistakes that he makes all the time. For me, I almost just look at it as last year was kind of an anomaly mm-hmm. because if you look at every other year, Baker's an interception machine. Right. He, three out of four years, he's an interception machine. Right. One year he wasn't, to me, doesn't go, That's he was great. Like, it's just, that was a fluke, in my opinion. Yeah. That's how I'm looking at it. Like, I look at a guy like Carson Wentz, who, this is bringing up Chipper here. For whatever reason, Chipper's obsessed with comparing the Browns to the Colts and Carson Wentz to Baker Mayfield and says, look at all the bad decisions Carson Wentz makes. Carson Wentz, last time I checked, has 25 touchdowns, six interceptions. Six. That's it. I would take six interceptions. I would 100% take that. And he's saying that, oh, he's just like Baker. They make a lot of mistakes. Don't slander my boy Carson Wentz like that oh, ever your again. boy now? I love Carson Wentz. He was a guy, all offseason, I was texting with people. I got into arguments. I said that if the Browns are smart, they try to get Carson Wentz. Eagles are moving on. Get Carson Wentz. What does he do? He goes to the Colts, and he's making them a playoff team. With the help of Jonathan Taylor, but we have great running backs too. So he could have made us a playoff team, but I digress. Yeah. I, so, I mean, I agree with you. I, I love Carson Wentz. I love the Colts this year. The Colts are fun to watch. I've always been a Colts fan because of Peyton Manning. They are really right in the back of Jonathan and then Taylor got, this year though. Then they got uh, Andrew Luck and I really liked him too. So I yeah. kind of like Colts are probably my second favorite AFC team to be Col- honest. Colts are fun to watch. I mean, yeah. they're great. They have a good team. They have a good we young team. We play them once every few years. It's right. not like a rival. It's not like a team that I have to hate. Right. Exactly. Same the same thing with Buffalo. I, I like Buffalo too. Yeah, I don't mind Buffalo. Um, but no, I, I agree with you. I just I think if you put any other quarterback in this position in this offense, yeah. they succeed. If we would have started here's a question. If we would have started Case Keenum from day one, from from game one of twenty twenty one season, what's our record right now? 
Uh, and I'm not just saying this because of like a Baker hate thing. Yeah. I think we're sitting in the driver's seat of first place right now in the yeah. North. And that's not because I'm not saying Case Keenum's a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is Baker, can you name off the top of your head? Last year, you can remember great throws. You remember the throw against Cincinnati, the touchdown to win the game to Donovan Peoples-Jones. You can remember the Tennessee game where Baker was fucking lights out making these great throws. Aside from the Donovan Peoples-Jones touchdown and the play action against the Bengals, can you think of one throw from Baker this year where you're like, holy fuck? Yes, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones touchdown against Cincinnati. That's yeah, it. that's it. That's year. He has one. This year. So that, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. this year he has one memorable touchdown pass. Yeah. Everything else, has Baker really done anything that like stands out as like elite? No. So for me, I just look at him and go, well, Case Keenum could probably have game managed. I mean, the Hail Mary pass better. to the end zone, which was his pure luck. Oh, against the Cardinals, which yeah. does, I mean, we got blown out still, yeah. so who gives a but, fuck about that? But I mean, that's it. That? I mean, there's not, there's Any nothing... quarterback could throw a Hail Mary. If Baker, all, if all Baker had to do every game was throw time slant passes, Baker would be in the Hall of Fame because that's what Baker does best. Yeah. His hike, one, two, throw, one, two, throw, one, two, throw. And because again, it guess what it is? It's a timing, timing pass. Exactly. Because that's where Baker Mayfield knows. I hike the ball, I'm stepping twice, two times back, and I'm throwing right there. Because when I throw right there, the guy on the slant's going to be there, and that's going to catch the ball. But when I have to look at you and you're covered, then I have to look to the left. The second I look to the left, oh, fuck, we're making mistakes now. Yep. And I looked at the – I'm not going to sit here and blame the refs. The refs suck. You league round. Oh, that game was fucking horrible. The refs, the refs suck all across that the That was pass interference on our last It play. was. But I watched that play over today. On, it was on Instagram. Somebody posted yeah. it like with a, with a thing. I forgot what even like the part of it was. But it – uh. It showed the play on a loop, and I watched it. And if you watch Baker, he just stared at Donovan Peoples-Jones the entire time. He literally went hike, looked at people, Donovan Peoples-Jones, watched him get to his spot, and just threw it. Never moved his head, never tried to, to, to move <clears throat> a safety, a, move a, a safety linebacker, off, yeah. anybody. Just stared him down. It was probably the easiest defend, defensive play uh, the, the Packers have made all season because he just stared him down. Didn't even attempt to look in another direction. And there were three guys on that side. I think we had two wide receivers and a running back break out on the left. He just stared at Peoples-Jones, threw the ball, interception. Sure, he was tugged. Don't get me wrong. But Baker still stared the guy down. You can't I mean, rely on a ref to call a game. And the him. other thing, too, is he was tightly covered. Obviously, getting held means that guy's pretty fucking close. If he's within arm length, that's pretty close. Mm-hmm. There were guys open underneath. There were yeah. other people on the play, and he wasn't pressured. It's not like he was blitzed and had to get rid of the ball. He had time. Oh, the, the defense backed up to cover because so, they were to trying me, to throw the pass. Blame the, you could blame the refs all you want. You can blame the pass interference all you want. It was a bad decision by Baker Mayfield. And then the first interception to Donovan Peoples-Jones where he threw the deep ball, a lot of fans were trying to say, oh, well, Baker threw it because he you know, he saw he was getting held, so he, he threw it to get the flag. And people are like, you can't just assume the refs are going to throw a flag and throw an interception. Right. You can't do that. That's not how it works. If you catch a guy off sides or you catch him with 12 men on the field like Aaron Rodgers does all the time, sure, you throw a deep ball. Who gives a fuck? Because the flag's out before you throw the ball. You know you're getting that play. Yep. Baker threw it hoping he's going to get a flag? What the fuck kind of idiot is that? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm done with him. I am done with Baker Mayfield. I, I Obviously. You sure? It I wasn't. Mean, it wasn't exactly breaking news. You guys all kind of knew that, but I'm officially with two games left to go. I mean, we'll break down the playoff scenario. The Browns do still have a chance. They have to win out. They need a couple other, you know, luck things. Um, I think they just have to win out because we hold the tie. Already. Well, we do, but it, it, there's a couple scenarios where Cincinnati can clinch this weekend. Um, all of them. But it's all it's all of if the Browns lose. Yeah, because if the, Browns if the Browns win out, lose. though. But I, think... I mean, here, like 
I'll just read it really quick because I'll just, I'll start with the Bengals. Cincinnati clinches the AFC North with a with a win, a tie, and a Baltimore loss or tie, or Baltimore loss plus Cleveland Pittsburgh tie. So sure, not easy, but you know if we if we lose to Pittsburgh, which could very well happen, we played them on Halloween, and we looked like shit. The offense couldn't move. Excuse me. Um, very possible. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Browns control their own destiny, win these two games. For me personally, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to look ahead, but spoiler alert, I have us winning Monday oh. night. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to pick against them again. I have them <clears throat> winning just because the way the defense has been playing, and I think it's going to be close. I'm not saying blowout. We'll go over it later. But a win in Pittsburgh. I like it. The loss, or, or I'm sorry, the, the, the Week 18 game against Cincinnati that's the one where right now watching Cincinnati play, I don't think the Browns have a fucking chance in hell to beat Cincinnati. We didn't think they had a chance in hell to beat them the first time, though, too. True, but we caught them at a weird spot. They kind of peaked and were coming down a little bit. Now they're fucking flying again, and they look really good. I hate to say it, but Cincinnati's looked really good. I, I don't know. I feel like, and, and not to get ahead of our yeah, picks, I mean, yeah, we'll talk about it next I feel week. Like, I feel like the Browns One game have, at a time. We I think, have to beat I feel Pittsburgh like the Browns first. have Cincy's number for some reason. I don't oh, know Oh, yeah, why. absolutely. For whatever reason, Baker <clears throat> plays great against Cincinnati. Don't get me wrong, their defense sucks ass. Mm-hmm. Like, Cincinnati's defense is not good. They have a good pass rush, that's about it. Their secondary sucks, their linebackers suck. Uh, but we'll get into it later. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to bring up, I am beyond sick of the Kevin Stefanski hatred, and not even hatred, it's just it's the blame. It's because fans, it's like, I don't have kids, you don't have kids, mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like, but I imagine if you have a kid, and he's a little piece of shit, or she, and... They're the cause of all the problems. They're bad. They don't listen. They're they're pieces of shit. They're bad. You don't want to blame them. So you're going to say, well, it's it's because of this kid. He was hanging around little Timmy. That's why he acts like that. He's My little boy wouldn't do that. He's, it's only when he's around little Johnny over there. I think that's just what the, what's happening with Baker right now. Fans are just so enamored with him, and they're obsessed. They think he's some fucking Greek god. I don't understand it. But they refuse to admit his faults, so they're just blaming anybody. I think the issue is that you know when you really believe something so hard and you've all you've done is just talked about how good something is something is you just you you die by that that they're all dying on the you're, hill you're Baker dying Mayfield. on that hill yep and and that's one thing Cleveland fans do is they die in a hill they die in a hill of LeBron hate they die in a hill of Art Modell they die in a hill of whatever they pick a cause and they will die in that hill the rest of their fucking lives and I think that even after Baker's gone you're gonna have people who are gonna be like oh look at him he goes to another team right because Baker's gonna be another quarterback oh, I heard that else. I heard he's gonna go somewhere else and he's gonna dominate he's gonna be of course he's gonna be a star but even if he I mean here's the thing he's going to another team he'll have one good game and all of a sudden you're gonna see nothing but oh I told you so yeah. I told you so. It's just like the Beckham stuff, but opposite. Whereas Odell went to Los Angeles in his first game, did nothing. Yeah. So people were like, huh, that guy fucking sucks. I, good thing we got rid of him. He was a cancer. Now he's scoring touchdowns. I don't see one fucking tweet about Odell Beckham from Browns none, fans anymore. None. Because he's putting up 60-something yards I think a I, game, I think touchdowns. I made one comment his first game, his first play when Stanford overthrew him or he undercut a play and they intercepted him. I'm like, oh, there we go again. Yeah. Because you know, this is funny to do, but... Yeah, his Beckham's, very first play. Yeah, his first throw. Did you from watch Stafford. that route that he ran last week when he scored that touchdown? Oh, it was incredible. That route where he like ran faked left, faked right, and then back open again. It was again? incredible. I'm like, geez, that dude got juked out of his cleats. Yeah, that was classic vintage Odell Beckham. Yeah, it's crazy to me. And that to me shows you that he still got it. And that's where I go, why the fuck was this guy not getting the ball? Yeah. Um. <sighs> so frustrating. 
Anyway, we'll talk really quickly about the end of the game. This is where most of the Stefanski hate came in. Less than two minutes to go. Rookie kicker, never kicked a ball in his life, or in a game in his life until Saturday. And Browns fans wanted Stefanski to run the ball with two minutes to go. And because we lost, they blame him. Which is funny to me, it's super ironic because if you look at the Raiders game that happened just four days before... What was everybody saying at the end of the game? Even though Stefanski wasn't there, it was Alex Van Pelt calling the plays. What did everyone complain about on the last drive? Oh, the play calling. They no. said, why didn't we pass? Yep. Should have passed. Why'd you run it, you fucking idiots? You should have thrown the ball. Mullins was killing it. Throw it. So now, fast forward to Saturday, same situation. We run the ball this time. Or, I'm sorry, we throw the ball this time. When everybody wanted us to throw it on Monday, we throw the ball on, on Saturday. Baker throws an interception. Everyone goes, why the fuck are you throwing the ball? Meanwhile, uh, Akron Beacon Journal... Uh, Browns beat reporter Marla Riddenhauer. Uh, she's a, she's a good Browns beat reporter lady. She posted or tweeted Saturday after the game. She said if Baker didn't miss Injoku twice before the interception, which I'm sure you remember those yep. plays, wide open Injoku, he missed him twice. He said if he didn't miss him twice, that that interception doesn't happen. Browns fans don't want to bring that up. They're not going to blame Baker for missing wide open guys. They're only going to blame Stefanski because they need somebody to blame that's not Baker. It's crazy to me. It's lunacy. Just guys, get the fuck over it. Baker is not a great quarterback. Baker. Can we start our campaigns now for Watson and Russ? I mean, I started mine. Did you make buttons ago. yet? I mean, buttons that light oh, I got, up. I got a sign. I got a flag going to my you? yard. Yeah. Nice. It, uh, it, I've been on that train for a long time because I've been telling people, even from the beginning of the season, you and I talked about it. When we first found out Deshaun Watson became available, how many discussions did we have about it? Where I Absolutely. said I would do it in a heartbeat. I would trade whatever they want. All accusations, still, by mind you, no, yeah. no, nothing criminally nothing charged, arrest, nothing. Yeah, and people are like, "Oh, we can't bring somebody who has trouble." Guys, we brought in a guy who literally kicked a girl on camera in a hotel in downtown Cleveland. And you know what we did with him? We gave him a contract extension. We extended him, <laughs> and guess what? He's been for us. He's been nothing but good. Great, because. My thing with the Watson situation is it's just weird that there's 30 women that all came out at once. and I guarantee down the road it's going to no come, you're, you're gonna come to find out in like 20 years that the Houston Texans are behind all of that. Yeah, something weird's going to happen about this. I don't think Deshaun Watson had anything to do with it. There's a reason the NFL hasn't suspended him. There's a reason it's not a criminal charge or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, anyone else who has 30 accusations against them, they're getting locked up. Ben, they're getting ben arrested. Ben Roethlisberger had two. Albeit they were very, very reliable cases and like there was evidence and all this and that. But he had two rape charges or accusations, whatever you want to call it. He was suspended for like half a season or whatever. He got punished because he literally had to go to like court for this shit. Yeah. Guess what? He's nothing it, for Deshaun Watson. Nothing, nothing. So I, I honestly I hope and I, I don't know what they'd have to give up for him. I'm sure the house or something, some first round picks for whatever, but all we're missing is that quarterback. You know, That's yes, it. we're missing a receiver. We can draft a receiver. We can we can sign one in the offseason or whatever, but we're missing a quarterback. If you put Deshaun Watson in this on this team this year, I think the Browns lose four games. If I had a nickel for every time in the offseason before the season started, I, all, a lot of Browns fans were on the Super Bowl-bound Browns and were this and that. I was the one person that, like, I never got too excited. People would ask me, like, what are your expectations? And I'm like, we're, we can only go as far as Baker can take us, yep. and that's never going to be a Super Bowl. And I always said, Deshaun Watson, if we had him on this team, he immediately makes us a Super Bowl contender. That's that. There's mm -hmm. no sugarcoating it. That's exactly I'm sticking to that. Absolutely. So if I had a nickel for every time I said that, I'd have a shitload of nickels right now because I said it a lot. A lot of nickels. I, I talk to people all the time. 
Deshaun Watson has been my number one target for the Browns because I feel like him with this offense, he's accurate as fuck. He's an MVP candidate when he's healthy. He uh, he can run. What he can do for this offense to to stretch the field because he's got a great arm. Hey guys, to he's, he's the over running six game. foot too. Yeah, he's he can see over the line of scrimmage. And again, we can run like an option. Imagine this team with play action, bootlegs, options. The fucking options are limitless with mm-hmm. this team. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about this all in the offseason and all that, but I want Deshaun Watson in the worst way. But So for all the fans that wanted to run the ball at the end of the game, uh, which, you know, with two minutes to go and you need probably a touchdown because you have a, a shitty kicker, um, you want to run the ball. So last week we talked about with Chipper, I did submit a song to... 850 WKNR, they did a contest for um, the Christmas Remix Challenge that they had. So I've you submitted did a, it for a Grammy nomination. By yeah, it should be. And you do a song, you, you remix a Christmas song, and you make it Cleveland sports related. I did a great job. I didn't even make the top five. I'm still pissed about it. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm very salty. Uh, but without further ado, I wanted to play it for you guys. So here is from original recording artist Justin George. Here is Run the Ball. Run the ball, run the ball, please run the ball. When we're up at halftime, opponents come from behind. We're throwing and blowing a three-touchdown lead. This passing offense makes my eyeballs bleed. Run the ball, run the ball, please run the ball. Let's eat up some clock, let Chubb and Hunt pound the rock. I'm sweating and fretting and pulling out hair. When Baker throws in the air... Ladies and gentlemen, that was so good. I uh, Again, I feel like I should have won. At least been nominated in the top five. I didn't even make the fucking top five. Bullshit. I can't believe you didn't make top five. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of pissed because like, my work ordered pizza. Like We had a work lunch thing, and I stayed at my machine. I stayed by my radio. I wanted to hear the show. I listened, and I'm like, I got to make the top five, right? right? Yeah. Didn't even make it. Didn't even get a mention. I, I think Honorable it's mention. because you, you, you had too much truth in your song. I think that's what it is, too. They were like one, I, I talked about it on the show. The one guy did a song about Bottlegate, but he called it tall boy and it's like tall boys and bottles they, are totally fucking they different things tall boys so it's, yeah you can't throw a tall boy it's just a stupid song i hate it um uh. anyway that was my submission and while we're on the topic of other radio stations really quick I'll, I, I got you here you've been off work so you probably haven't been listening a lot but all the good shows well i won't even say good all the main hosts are off this week oh we got the backups for everything and for me I'm not. I'm not trying to be biased here or anything because we do a show and I think we do a pretty damn good job. I think for, so. For two guys in a basement, um, I'm listening to. I'll just call it out. Listening to ninety-two-three, the fan. You and I both like Ken Carmen a lot. One of my favorite. I don't like Anthony people. Lima, but that's his co-host. It is what it is. I think Anthony Lima is kind of a douche. Um, well, every good needs an evil to make a sure. Show exactly. Yeah. I understand that. So they're off. The guy filling in. I think it's Jonathan Peterlin. His name is is just so unlistenable. I, I, I like, I, 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 every day I usually, about halfway through the show, if I'm listening, I think about tweeting at him and just saying, like, you're fucking awful. But then I'm like, be, he, try he, to be nice. He responds. I'm trying to be nice. Because he actually said on the show today, I heard him, he's like, hey guys, you know, let me hear, hear uh, from you on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, 
you know, you guys don't have to, you guys could tell me a positive thing. Like, I could tell, like, all he's getting is hate mail. So I was like, I'm not even going to say anything, but it's bad. The guy, he shouldn't be by himself. That's that's what I'll say. He is a third wheel host at best. Like, exactly. He, he does a lot of chime-ins on the Bull and Fox show. Which is fine. Because I think Bull and him are good friends. Yeah. I think Bull officiated his wedding. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so I, it was all big thing. Which, again, if he has other people to bounce he's, off he's of. He's a good witty, he's a, he's a quick witty person for, like, a comment here or there. Yeah. Like, I, I appreciate that part of him. But for the host the entire show, it's hard for me to listen to him. It's the same thing with Chico, too. It's hard for me to listen to Chico. Yeah, Chico's good when he's helping with somebody. Yeah. When he's by himself, I, I can't, can't listen no, to him. Exactly. And then I, on 8.50 today, because Rizzo and Hammer are both off. God, that show needs uprooted. In, never mind. Go ahead. So it's – I don't even know their names. They had three guys. I think it was three guys. I feel like we alike. could do a really good job in 8.50. Dude, it's, it's so bad on that show. What's crazy is that it's ESPN. It's ESPN Cleveland. It's not some fucking like 92 through the fan is CBS, but whatever. Who cares? Do we have to go to broadcasting school? That no, you don't have to. Okay. Uh, j- listening to those shows, no, you don't have to because those guys don't sound <laughs> like they did. Um, unfucking bearable. I, I try to listen just because there's nothing else on the radio. I like sports talk. That's all I want to hear. It is so fucking bad. I, I couldn't get over it. So it, it, to me, it just makes me think like we have some hope. I think, you know, maybe one day we could do something because eventually I, this will break. I would take a late night show on, on a station. I can clean up my language a little bit, but I'm, I'm still going to tell, you know, if you're an idiot, you're an idiot. I'm going to fucking hang up on you. But I it's can hard. Clean it it's up hard to bit. really clean it up for me. I would probably slip. So, yeah, I'd have to. I'd try. We need that dump, but that dump button heavy finger ready to go. Oh, absolutely. The FCC is going to make a lot of money off of us. <laughs> um but yeah, realistically, I, I fucking I, I can't stand it. I, again, I try to be nice. I try to just listen and go. All right, this is the B team. I get it. Some ESPN eight fifty. It's like the D team, but it, it's unbearable. It's so bad. I just catch myself when I listen to shows, especially you know when Ken's on and everything. Just listening to certain calls, I change the station or I turn it down. Yeah, like I can't listen to. I can't listen to so called fans who think that it's okay. I'm gonna make a call into a radio station. I'm gonna say these words out of my mouth and i can't believe these people think what they're saying makes sense or it's okay to say it's like how big of, how how true of a fan are you right like i think one time i think two weeks three weeks ago before i was out they some some guy called in and and, and talked about a game or whatever and, and ken's like are we watching the same game what that's what's just, crazy what yeah. you just said never happened yeah what are you talking about and like another guy called in and, and this was on like monday or something like that i listened to baskin and phelps and phelps was on uh and, and some guy called in and said something like, you know, hey, you're, you're talking about Odell with the Rams, but, you know, you're wrong about your information and the stats. And he's like, no, I'm not. I look all this stuff up for a living. He's like, I know what I'm talking about. Like, the fans just try to tell you, no, you're Especially wrong. Especially Baskin. I mean, Baskin does it on TV and does it on radio. So. Yeah. No, that's Phelps. Oh, Phelps. Sorry. On yeah. TV and everything. Yeah. But this was about the Browns, but, like, he was well, going Baskin's over. Well, Baskin's a big basketball guy. That's right. He yeah. He does stuff. Yeah. So he does, uh, he, he was talking about Odell Beckham, and he's like, Odell Beckham with the Rams has done this, this, this. And this guy calls in. He's like, you're wrong about Odell. He's like, what you're doing, your stats aren't right. He's like, they're 100% right. Like, how can you even call and try to argue about this? <laughs> Hold on. Let me hit the refresh button. Yeah. Nope. Still still the same thing. That's like Speaking media of it, day. did you see that Carmen got a – he's going uh, to Fox? Fox, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's not changing his it's station. interesting. Yeah, he's a he's – a, He's definitely a face for radio. He's a big dude. He's not – yeah, he's not exactly great to look at. He looks very unhealthy, so it's going to be interesting Never to gets old of everyone who tags Carmen on his post. He looks like posts. Chris Farley, so we'll see Chris he, Farley on he, TV I, again. He's fucking hilarious. I'm no, sorry. He, he's great. I love him. I love Ken Carmen. He's honestly – he's my favorite radio host of all time for, for sports talk. Um, But, yeah, so, like, it, it, it reminds me of, like, me. I got into the other day where that guy – 
your friend, no names, please, was telling me that I have a big ego and I just think that I'm right about everything. And then he tells me some shit. And I said, straight up, I'm like, prove me wrong then. Tell yeah. me how, what throw I'm a, wrong throw about. Throw a stat at me. Throw a, if you want to a tell factual me that I'm wrong, stat. And I said, you just deflect. When, when I say something you don't want to hear, you just start telling me I have an ego and that I think I'm right all the time. And I'm like, then just tell me how I'm mm-hmm. wrong. I'll gladly listen. We're all waiting. I even said that. I've we learned over the years waiting. when I argue with you, I have to come with facts. I have to come with I links. Think- I know everything I'm about to talk about before I talk about it because I'm not going to go into an argument cold. Like I'm not going to have to stop and be like, I don't know if that's accurate. That defeats the whole purpose of an argument. I like to know what I'm going to talk about before I talk about it. So anyway, he comes at me, and again, we talked about it briefly in the beginning. He's telling me, oh, the, the Browns uh, passing offense, the Baker gets pressured fifth most in the NFL. I look up all these numbers, and I'm like, okay, you're wrong. He's 25th in blitzes. He's 23rd in pressures. Yeah. I'm giving him all these stats. I even... I, I copied the website, sent it to him, and I said, "Here's my source. If you want to tell me anything else that you don't, you think I'm wrong about, never got a response." Yeah. So I think it's safe to say I won that argument. The line is protecting not only him, but it's also making holes for the running game. Yep. The line is doing what it's supposed to. That's why the line is ranked top. That's why we seven, have seven, six, what, five, two, and two Pro Bowlers on the offensive line. Right. Um, I mean, Conklin but probably would be if he never got hurt. That the coach is calling, correct? Yeah. Yes. But okay. it's Stefanski's fault for everything. <sighs> um. So enough about the Browns. We'll move on. Um, sad news. Should we play? Should we play taps? Like I want to. Bam, bam, bam. I'm devastated. Honestly, we're talking, of course, about Ricky Rubio tearing his ACL, the same one he's already torn before. So that's the sad part. Yeah, it's, I've You've done, been there. I've yeah. been there before. Been there. I'm that's, no NBA player. That's but why that's Kyle's NBA be... career ended because he had that second one. He was uh, about to go pro, and then that second one came a along. Mutual, a mutual friend of ours tore my ACL the second time. That's it happens. Why, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, poor Ricky Rubio, unfortunately, tore his ACL last night. I was watching the game. It, 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 it sucked. I saw him go down. I saw the teammates try to go help him up, and he waved him off and was like, no, no, no. He's like, I can't get up. He's sitting there holding his knee. They had to carry him off. He couldn't put any weight on it. MRI today confirmed torn ACL for Ricky Rubio, who, as I've said in pretty much every episode we've done, he is the heart and soul of this team. He's the, I think he's the veteran presence they needed. I don't know if you saw a stat line yesterday. He was one assist away from a triple-double. And I'll never forget it. I remember it because I watched it. Like a minute before he, he tore his ACL, he passed to a wide open Lori Markinen, and Markinen missed the three. And they were like, oh, that could have been the, the triple double. And I remember sitting there looking, going, there's like seven minutes left in the game. He'll get that, that next yeah. assist. He's going to get this triple double. Then comes back down, fucking falls awkwardly on his knee or on his foot, on his leg. And that's it. That's all she wrote. So- he was just, he was cutting to the basket. He got kind of tripped up by the, the, the defender. They called a foul. And then the way he stepped, he just hit the deck, and that was it. God damn it! Did it, I felt so bad for him, dude? Yeah. I like, I saw the flash of our season go down because you're already without Colin Sexton. Who, say what you will about Colin Sexton, I know a lot of people aren't his biggest fan. He he can score, he, you know, he can play defense every once in a while. Um, I'm not a biggest fan of Colin Sexton. I think he. I'm he, not either. I think he but ruins I, a team. Not ruins it, but he, he kind of throws a team balance off. He has not fully bought into what this team is no. and the way they're there's no reason to right now because we, we didn't resign them early so. in the season understandable everyone was still kind of getting their feet wet you're still trying to adapt to playing with you know you have evan mobley here now you have laurie Markinen, you have ricky rubio etc you have different roles for people so it takes a little adjustment i understand and then he tears his acl he's out for the year i'm like what the fuck 
Speaking of what the fuck, hey, Zeke and Dak are really good friends, eh? Cowboys butts drive me nuts, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, I just that's a weird picture. I just couldn't show, not show you it, but yeah. I appreciate it. That is fucking weird. Hey, you know, I, I wish our, our team was that close. <laughs> that's that's what you need. Uh, for Maybe reference, you could beat a team by 50 For points. reference, I just showed Justin a uh, picture of, it looks like Zeke and Dak kissing each other after the game last so Sunday night. Yes, yeah, Monday, Sunday night they where they blew out Washington. Beat the fuck out of the Redskins, but um, but no, so here, here's a question. So I mean, do you truly think the Cavs season now takes a nosedive, or do you think they have to just readjust a little bit? Because I'll, I'll tell you what, I believe in bigger staff. I believe in the coaching staff. I do too. My thing I, is just what Rubio does off the bench. He comes in, oh, and absolutely, like watching him play I, defense. The way he can he can just move the ball and and I don't know. It's so just do, something do the about Cavs, his energy. Do the go the Cavs go and try to bring someone else in? I mean, the trade deadline's coming up. Are we making any trades? There's a question for you. Yes, I think so. Because according to Vegas, and obviously Vegas fucking knows everything, um, the Cavaliers are currently number two to get Ben Simmons. Who's number one? Uh, I don't remember. Um, and Do you want are... Ben Simmons on this team? I would take him now. With these injuries that we have and, and with, with Sexton being out for the year. Is he a starter or off the bench? Oh, he's a starter for yeah. sure. He starts. He, he's your, he plays... Uh, shooting guard what do the cats go up for him that's the question i'm hearing some rumors that could be like colin saxon and two unprotected first round picks sold <laughs> I, I do i do it in heartbeat i really do um i just look at it as yeah he's he's not a shooter but that's okay our he, defense is a defense he can okay. drive to the basket he's one of the best defensive players in foot in, in basketball and his field goal percentage i get it he's not a great shooter but his field goal percentage is like 60%. Or when like he, when he decides to take a shot. Yeah. He, so he can it. drive. He can score. He can do layups. He can do some bunnies. But he he is an all-star. Like, I get it. He was the main focal point of the playoffs for Philadelphia. In Cleveland, he wouldn't be. We have great talent around him. I'm not saying Philly doesn't. Obviously, they're one of the better teams in the East. You have Joel Embiid, who was an MVP. Did he, he didn't win it. He was an MVP no, candidate. We're also, but we're also a better record than they do, though. I'm just talking in overall from, like, last year. So Joel Embiid is obviously one of the best players in basketball. He's great. But what this Cavs team is, Ben Simmons would fit in perfectly, I think, because we are a, as long as he buys in, I think he needs a change of scenery. Coming here, let him meet J.B. Bickerstaff, get to know the team. If he buys in, I think the sky's the limit. But, yeah, I'm extremely worried, personally. And there's another uh, Sabonis from the the Pacers, the little white kid. Um, Not little, he's pretty big, actually. I forgot his first name, it's foreign as shit. But uh, he's another guy that the Cavs were linked to. So I would take – I think the Cavs are going to make a move. It just sucks that we lost two point guards this year with season-ending, year-long injuries. Uh, Ricky Rubio, 31 years old, only one year left in his contract. Colin Sexton, also last year of his contract. And we let him walk, right? I mean, he's not coming back, right? Or do you? Do I think they're going to have to trade him. Yeah. I think at this point now, with that that injury, you could probably keep him for relatively cheap. Yeah. If they want to, but I think they're going to try to move him. Is our main focus going after Simmons, or are we in talks to try to get anybody else? Uh, I mean, the Cavs are buyers. There's right now, talks right? all over. I mean, Indi- Indiana, the Pacers, they're looking to to basically blow their whole team up. They have some pretty good talent, and they have some team. good talent. They're, so there's Lavert is is one of them. I think uh, yeah, Chris Lavert is one of the guys that's being tagged to the to the Cavaliers. Sabonis, like pretty much, you can get anybody. I don't think we need My- we don't need Miles Turner or anything like that. I would that, take so. Sabonis. Yeah, I would take him in a heartbeat. He's he's a guy that according to Vegas, we're listed as like the fifth best odds to get him. So we're, we're, we're linked to some people. When is the trade deadline? What? Uh, Off the top of my head, I really don't know. It's usually, it's it's right around the, the All-Star game, which is in February. Speaking of the All-Star game. In Cleveland. Are, is talking about Ball is going to try to make an appearance down there for something? Uh, possibly. I want to see what's going on with uh, 
not that I'm like I'm, I'm boosted. I have my booster shot, so I'm not worried about COVID. But I have to see what the setup is because of COVID. Like, is it going to be like they don't do anything where you can't even get access, you can't even get close to anything? That I'm not wasting my time. Right. I did speak to my brother-in-law, who is a season ticket holder. Um, All-Star game itself, no shot. He said he talked to his ticket lady, and starting upper deck, Loudville nosebleeds are like four grand a ticket. Want to split it? No, no, I don't. <laughs> no, no. I would no. actually not want to go to the Oscar game. No, I would, I would love not. To do, I would do skill competition. That's what I said. Or just he go said, down there and do something fun. He said tickets are actually still available for the Saturday festivities, and they're they're reasonable. Well, if we can make a decision or whatever, we decide to do it. Yeah, I'm in. I'd be let's, down to that. Do I'd yeah. be down for that. Absolutely, just because it might not be here for another twenty years or something exactly. like that. So let's go do it. Exactly. Um, I also kind of want to see who's going to be there. Like, if it's a bunch of shit players, like the dunk contest is always garbage. Like, I don't right. care, but. Just to say we went. Just the experience. The other thing, too, is uh, our mutual friend, Dan. Um, he's a huge autograph hound, so I kind of want to see what his plan is with yeah. that because he knows where to go to try to get some autographs. If I can go down there and just get some autographs, I'd be cool with that. I don't even need a ticket to anything. Right. So we'll see what happens. Definitely something we'll talk about in the future. Um, but, yeah, so losing Ricky Rubio, fucking – I was so devastated last night when that happened, honestly. I was I was crushed. I, I heard that he got hurt, but I wasn't sure how bad it was. Yeah, he went down, and immediately everyone started trying to help him up, and he was like, no, no, no. He just laid there holding his knee, and like I said, he had to get escorted off. Teammates, arms around two of them, couldn't put weight on his leg. It was it was sad. Um, MRI today confirmed. So, yeah, the Cavs are going to have to make some moves. I mean – I hope it's not the case, but again, my biggest fear is that because he is the heart and soul of the team, in my opinion, his spark off the bench is huge. That like gets Kevin Love going, like it gets the whole team riled up. Right. R- Rubio does something. I watched him yesterday, and we lost embarrassingly. We had like a twenty point lead on the fucking Pelicans without Zion in the first quarter, and we blew the game. And we it lost was right by after like four, right? What's up? We lost by four. Yeah, something like that. I tried. T- I turned it off when uh, we missed a three to tie the game i think with like five seconds to go i was like i'm done because they got the rebound we fouled i was like it's over yeah um but yeah so when rubio got hurt that was i think we were either up by one or down by one it was tight and i just saw that the chemistry on the team i was like it's over yeah and pelicans went down hit a couple shots they they started getting the lead i was like oh fuck can kevin love be that veteran guy now i mean he's kind of his his attitudes turned on a little bit can, this year. but i mean i don't think his game will change per se but it's more so just what rubio did because what i was getting to was down the stretch we were blowing the lead rubio's defense was fucking flawless yeah. he was stealing the ball again he almost had a triple double he had like 13 14 rebounds you know, however many points, he had nine assists. I was like, fuck, dude, this guy is just so good off the bench. Yeah. And then he gets hurt for the year. I was so bummed. I don't know. I'm I'm really sad. I'm a huge Cleveland sports fan in general, but the Cavs always are one of my favorites. Like, it's Browns and Cavs for me, one and two. Um, I just love the game of basketball. So I'm, I'm, I'm really feeling for Ricky Rubio. It's a bummer. Huge fucking bummer. Um... Oh, I skipped a part that I wanted to talk about. We were talking about the shitty radio hosts. Um, today, one of the things that I saw, the bowl games have started up. Personally, have you I, wa- I haven't watched any of them, have you? I watched about 10 minutes of the Idaho Potato Bowl. I don't start watching until like this Kent weekend. Kent State with against Wyoming, Idaho Potato Bowl. And that's only because I was at the gym. It was last week, like Wednesday or something like that. I was working out. And it was on the TV in front of me. So I just happened to glance and I saw, oh, Kent State. Cool. That was it. I didn't pay attention to Did it. I didn't. Win? 
I don't know. Okay. I honestly have no idea. <laughs> I didn't stay for the end. It was like the first quarter. I just watched a little bit and then I got off the machine I was on and then I went to something else. Um, but, but so they were talking about it today and this just shows you how bad the, the radio was that I had to listen to today. His take was, why is Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson opting out of the Rose Bowl when Aiden Hutchinson is still going to play in his bowl game? And then this is—I told Kyle this. I texted. I, I tell Kent Kyle State about lost, all this shit. By the way. Oh, they did. Damn, what a bummer. No potatoes for them. And the guy hosting the show today is saying, "Why aren't they playing? The, you know, it's the Rose Bowl. You should be out there playing with your teammates. Why would you do that? Why are you worried about your draft and blah blah blah?" And then I heard another guy who brought up a great point uh, later, and he was 100% right. He said, "Look at a guy like uh, what's his name? The, the the linebacker was it Jalen Smith from the." The Irish? Oh, yeah. The guy who, yeah, no, Jalen with the Cowboys. Yeah. Blew his knee out. Yep. So in a bowl game, this guy, probably a top 10 pick, may, you know, first round at least, blows his knee out in a bowl game. Meaningless Ohio State Notre Dame bowl game. Yeah. Cost him his draft capital. Never got that big second contract. It's hurt his career. It hurt his whole life. And that's what they said. Denzel Ward did the same thing. Ohio State wasn't in a meaningful bowl game. He opted out because his dad just died. He said, fuck it. I'm going to the draft. I'm worried about my family. I'm going to get a lot of money for the NFL. If I get hurt, something right. happens. I'm not costing my risking my future for this meaningless bowl game. And again, comparing Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson to Aiden Hutchinson, who's playing for the national championship, and this is what pissed me off. The guy called it a natty. He said, mm-hmm. I get it. He's going for a natty. I fucking hated that. I don't know why. It just really <laughs> fucking irritated me so much. But that's apples to oranges. And then I, I checked the guy's Twitter mentions to see what people were saying, and this is where this is where I started thinking that I, I almost tweeted back at this one random guy who, no bullshit, said uh, Olave and Wilson not playing is like, it's like imagine Tom Brady skips a Super Bowl because he's worried about an injury. He's comparing the meaningless Rose Bowl that you and I won't remember even who won this game in about a month to the Super Bowl. That's how fucking stupid fans can be. And that's when I, I tweeted earlier. I said my, my resolution for 2022, and I'll say that. it now, I am not going <laughs> to argue with fucking idiots. I give it six months. Nope. I'm done. I'm, I'm, that's my resolution. I'm done. You I'm hold st- off as best you can sometimes. I'm letting and then you people just, be stupid. You, you say one comment, and I knew that, I knew the other day when you made a comment on my thing. Yep. I'm like, you open the floodgates because I knew the second you – that's why I turned notifications out because I knew it was going to happen. Well, in my defense, I don't, I'll, I'll take your judgment here. I'll let you pick or let you tell me. So is it considered arguing with an idiot if I just go back to people that talked shit to me like a year ago about Baker and how great he was and how I'm an idiot and I don't understand football? If after we trade him or release him, whatever whatever happens in the offseason, I'm assuming we're moving on from him. I'm, sure. I'm just looking at that. Let's just say that happens. Can I then go back to these people on Twitter, find their tweets to me from a year ago or so, and then just fucking rip them all new assholes about how right I was. Yes, why not? Is that considered it's not arguing because I'm not like I'm no. not seeing a new tweet and seeking somebody out. I'm just I kept some receipts. No. That's all I'm doing. I do too. Like I I I've kept receipts on certain things. Absolutely. I have people that I went to high school with that I know for a fact have used to, we used to argue about Baker and shit like that. And then they unfollow me on, on social media and this and that. And it's like, it is what it is. If you want to act like a child, if that... If, do, they, wait a minute, do they tell you they unfollowed no, you? No, I just happened to see it one day. Oh, okay. And I was the like, people okay. who tell you that I've unfollowed you are just stupid. So. I'd actually prefer that. Oh, okay. It's like, it's like a breakup. Like, let me know. Because I'll unfollow you too. That's fine. If somebody wants to unfollow me, 
you know, you're an idiot. I'll unfollow you back. Don't make me see your stuff if you unfollowed me. That's where not are the fair. days where we used to not care about this stuff? It's like, just for me, it's like so it's, it's just not fair. I don't want to read your stupid tweets. I only follow you because we know each other. Yeah. If you're gonna unfollow me to be petty, let me know because I don't want to see your shit. If I'm being <laughs> honest, I don't want to see it anyway. Even if you don't want to unfollow me for Baker hate, I really don't want to see your shit. But makes sense. I digress. So. I've had so many arguments and countless people last year with random Browns fans. I tweeted with them for days, for for fucking weeks even, about Baker and how he sucked. And they just they blamed the, this was with the weather. We had that month of bad weather last year. Oh, in like last November. year when he had a rough so couple games. Didn't throw a touchdown for almost a whole month, and they're like, "Well, it's the weather." And I just kept saying, "You guys make every fucking excuse in the book for this guy. He sucks." This, but and then that. you really didn't say much because they did. Then, they'd have he had I a good. Go. We went to the he playoffs. Did well, yeah. I mean, if anybody said anything, I would strictly give my truth and say, "Well, you know, we we were carried by the defense. I mean, we had how many points from the yeah. defense in that game against Pittsburgh?" But if you want to give it all to Baker, so be it. He threw a couple screen passes, and the the receivers did the rest of the work. The defense had a couple touchdowns. They did a lot of work. So be it. Give yeah, it all to Baker. Sure. That's fine. You let it go totally because okay we won. It. Who cares, yeah, right? Yeah. Let it go. And the game against Kansas City was a close game. Yeah, very close. And Baker did his best. As we saw in, in the Super Bowl and, and, you know, week one through five, Kansas City's defense, you know, not that great. So <laughs> let's not act like he did it against some fucking steel curtain defense or something like that. But anyway, uh, yeah, so I, I have a lot of people that I plan on rubbing a lot of shit in their face once this Baker situation comes to a head. And I think it's going to go in my favor based on how things have been uh, I wonder how long, I wonder how long after the season's over they wait. Oh, I think it's almost going to be instantly. They're going to try to, to, to make their move because you want to get a – if you're especially if you're getting a quarterback, you want him in as soon as possible. Are you trading Baker or are you cutting Baker? Oh, you have to trade him. Yeah. Because uh, he's got his fifth-year option. We're going to pick that up. I think they already did, didn't they? It's already picked yeah, up. Yeah, it's already picked up. So he's he's got a fifth-year uh, they're going to move him damn near immediately. Back to Texas. Houston, yeah. great, great. Go on down to Houston. Everything's bigger in Texas except for Little Baker. And uh, see ya. You know, I'll help pack. He'd be a starter on that team. Uh, I don't know. Davis Mills is a little getting better every week. <laughs> <laughs> Quarterback competition. Don't let the door hit you in the ass, Bake. Um, but we'll talk. We'll worry about that later as the season progresses. But as I was saying with the college football, comparing the bowl games, to me, I don't mind one player uh, when a player says I'm opting out of a game, I don't give a fuck at all. No, I doesn't think, bother me one bit. And I can't believe somebody who hosted a show would not be able to compare how important yeah. or unimportant it is. Arguably, I the guarantee best if Michigan's not playing, Michigan's not playing. Yeah, if if the roles were reversed and Ohio playing. State was playing Georgia on Friday, and Michigan was sitting playing, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are playing. Yes, Aiden Hutchinson is sitting uh, down. Excuse me, I mean, we're drinking beer, so it's making me burp. I haven't drank during the show in a while. <laughs> Aiden Hutchinson would probably not play the game because he knows he's more than likely going to be the number one pick of the draft. Yeah, absolutely. No brainer. He's not playing. So I just can't believe somebody of of their position and who gets paid to talk about this on the radio would would be able to make that. And numbers. I was going to tweet at the guy, and that's where I was going to say, like, I hope you're doing this for shtick. Like, I hope this is just, like, your gimmick because it's fucking embarrassingly bad of a take. Like, it's so stupid. But again, I'm trying to get better. I'm not going to just tweet, tweet mean things to people. I'm going to try to be nice. Yeah, and I'm just going to let people be stupid. If you want to be stupid, be stupid. I can then come on this show, talk about how stupid you are. That's my way of arguing now. I'm just going to let it all out on the show with people. When that guy says something stupid or a fan tweets something You're stupid. You're just going to use this as a I'm event. here Got to it. tell you about how stupid this person is. Makes That's kind of where I'm at. Makes sense. The, um, the, the bowl games don't really get really good until tomorrow and Friday. Even then, for me, it's all about Friday. Like, Ohio State plays Saturday. They play uh, the Rose Bowl against Utah. I'll watch, but 
am I going to sit through from kickoff to the they're end of the game? They're only four and a half point favorites. More than likely not. Well, because so many fucking guys said they're not playing. Notre Dame plays <laughs> on Sunday on Saturday too. They play Oklahoma State. I forgot who it was. Maybe Doug Maurice, who was on the radio today. He brought up the great point. He's the one who said like. Look at Denzel Ward, what he did. He opted out because he has a family to worry about, and it worked in his favor. Um, And he said, don't look at bowl games as the 2021 season. Don't look at this as the end of the season. Look at it as a preview for what's to come. And that was a really good thought. I didn't think about that. He said, you're going to see guys playing that didn't get playing time this year. Yeah. Because all those other guys played. So now that they're going to play, you get to see the future of Ohio State. And I was like, that's a good point. I'm kind of excited Which, the future of Ohio State is still a good team. Right. I mean, 100%. They still have and great draft classes and like for me, in. It's, it's a bowl game. I don't really care win or lose. Sure, I want Ohio State to win. I'm also not a diehard Ohio State fan, as everybody knows. But, like, I'm not going to be watching this game, like, with my fucking, you know, Buckeyes jersey on, like, watching it. Like, yes, go team. Who cares? Like, I don't know. Go team. Why are people so fucking worked up about a Rose Bowl? Like, meaningless Rose Bowl. People care more about college football than NFL sometimes. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Weird to me. Like, way, way too old men yelling about little kids basically they're like 18 years old they're children and this back guy's in like, my day yeah we not, used not to... even that they're just like they're they're diehard fans of a child like it's weird it's like go watch a high school game would you do that and yell like no. it's not your kid that's no. fucking weird i don't understand it. remember when i was like 22 23 you know when I was, i'd come home from college and be like oh we're gonna watch the the high school football team but like i'm not going to yeah that. no that's weird i don't want to do weird. that weird like i feel like uh like a not pedophile if you don't have any weird. kids or like family members or anything it's weird like, right I went to a family my wife has babysat for for literally like 16 years that she, she raised the kids, basically. Uh, their oldest daughter was is a senior, so we wanted to see her play volleyball a couple times this year, so we went to a couple games, and I'm sitting there like, oh my god, these kids are like, so fucking weird. Like, thank god I know this family, because I feel like a weirdo. Even though I know people here, yeah. and I know the girl out there, I feel like a fucking weirdo. Unless my kids, kids playing in that game, I Luckily no for me, I went to Parma, and the two games we went to, or matches, whatever the fuck it's called for volleyball... We're both against Parma, ironically enough. So and there you go. Parma, hey, spoiler alert. Maybe we'll talk about this another time. Parma's volleyball team has a lot of work to do. They're not very good. <laughs> um, but at least I was—I I got to go to my old high school. So that's kind of like, okay, I went there. And then I went to Lakewood High School to watch her play and saw them beat Parma again for her senior night. But it's still just kind of weird of like, I don't know anybody here except for this family. And, and you got the high school girls their daughter short shorts playing volleyball. And yeah, yeah, I'm just watching these kids. I'm like, weird. Oh, really fucking uncomfortable <laughs> here. All right, uh, let's talk about the bowl games. Who do you got Friday, 3.30, Cincinnati, Alabama? Who you got and why, Kyle? I mean, <laughs> These aren't for our picks. This is just bullshitting. I, I mean, it's pretty common sense. I don't think Cincinnati stands a chance. I think it's been the talk the entire season that if Cincinnati were to be gifted a spot in the Final Four – they would get their ass raped, and I think it's going to show. Alabama is going to run, run them, all, run them over. But I'll be honest, I would love to see an upset here. I mean, I would love to see um, Alabama get beat by Cincinnati, but it's not going to happen. So, I agree. It would be cool to see. I mean, I don't. I I, I live <coughs> in Cincinnati Cleveland. Cincinnati has a good team. They, I'm, they're I'm, talented. I'm but. four hours away from Cincinnati, as are you. So I don't give a fuck about them. It's not yeah. like a whole like oh home proud <coughs> bullshit. Cincinnati winning would be kind of cool. Uh, it would be a huge upset. Um, I mean, hell, Ohio State couldn't do it, so maybe Cincinnati-Michigan would be a nice championship, and maybe Ohio gets... That'd be interesting. I'd be cool with that. Um, other than that, I don't give a fuck. I hate Michigan, so I'm rooting for Georgia in that game, just because I don't care about Georgia. I have no like ill will towards them. Yeah, I'm rooting they, for Georgia, but I think Michigan takes that one. I don't know. Georgia's defense is really fucking good, and Michigan's offense sucks. Yeah. Um, so I'm rooting for Georgia in that one. Obviously, I just don't want to see Michigan go to a championship game. Uh... 
And Cincinnati, Alabama, I'm with you. Cincinnati, I think, is going to, they're going to have a come to reality moment, and reality is going to set in hard and fast, thanks yeah. to Nick Saban, because Nick Saban has had a month to prepare. For a and team that for a team that really, probably shouldn't even be there, yeah. So it's gonna get ugly. So you think it's gonna be a Georgia Alabama championship again? Who wins that rematch? <sighs> probably Alabama, yeah. just based on their last. I mean, I, that's all I have to go off of is Nick Saban is our, honestly the greatest. It's college the Bill Bel- Belichick coach. of college football. He's better. He's so good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I got to go with Alabama's going to be the national champions again, but. You know, we'll see what happens, but that's my picks for Friday. I'm going uh, Alabama and Georgia. Yeah, I will. Well, the three, well, the Cincinnati, um, Alabama games at three thirty. So I'll watch some of that, but yep. I'll really watch the Michigan, the Michigan Georgia one. I probably won't even see a lot of them. I'll be at a party. <clears throat> yeah, I'll with, be at the, I'll be at a party too, but I mean, they'll probably have it on. In I'll the be at a party with a bunch of people that don't watch sports. So oh, that's true. I might have to ask them to put it on upstairs or like a separate TV. Yeah, God knows uh, you're not going to control that big TV. So. I actually, you know what? I think I could work something out with Joe. I think I'm going <laughs> to. I'll have to talk to him about it tomorrow. I'm going to say, like, can we get a TV in the corner that's just playing this game so I can check on it every once in a while? Like, I won't. I won't stay there all day, but I'm going to need to see some shit. All right. Without further ado, um, we're not going to do a recap of last week's games. Who gives a fuck? Um, kind of running out. Of, we're running a little long here, so I'll do a quick playoff teams that can clinch the playoffs this weekend. You have. I'll start off with. I'm going to read their first line of how they can clinch, and that's it. I'm not going into any further detail. Kansas City already clinched. They beat the fuck out of the Sears last week. It's nice to see. Um, Buffalo can clinch a playoff with a Buffalo win and a Baltimore loss. They clinch a playoff berth. Okay? Cincinnati, we went over them already, so I'm not going to do it again because fuck them. Indianapolis can clinch a playoff berth with a win. That's it. Straight up. Win the game. Clinch a playoff berth. Uh, New England can clinch a playoff win or playoff berth with a New England win and a Miami loss or tie. So that's their first step. Or a New England win plus a Las Vegas loss. So two teams have to lose. Either of those teams lose, I'm sorry. And New England wins. They clinch a playoff spot. Tennessee clinches with a win or an Indianapolis loss. That's it. They're they're pretty pretty much locked in for the playoffs. And I'm sorry, that's for the division. So they'll win the they'll get into the playoffs with a tie or a Chargers loss or tie in a Baltimore. Who gives a fuck? I'm not reading all this shit. It's all confusing. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, as we said with the Browns, they're not listed on this because they can't clinch this weekend. But two wins in a row puts the Browns in the playoffs, assuming Baltimore loses. Uh, the NFC, Dallas, Green Bay, Tampa, Arizona, and the Rams have all clinched the, a playoff spot. Uh, the seeding is all that you have to really worry about there. Uh, then you get down to the the bottom of the, the playoffs. You have Philadelphia. They can clinch a playoff spot with a win, plus a Minnesota loss, plus a New Orleans loss. Or a Philly win, Minnesota loss, and a San Francisco loss. Or, I'm sorry, or a San Francisco win. So Philly is a sleeper. And you have the Niners can get in with a win and a New Orleans loss or a tie and a Minnesota loss plus a New Orleans loss plus an Atlanta loss. So some weird shit to go on there. Um, I don't fucking understand. I'm not going to remember any of this. Who cares? We'll see what happens. Just going to be a fun weekend of football. It is kind of cool. I'm happy that all the games are on Sunday except for the Browns game, obviously. We don't have Thursday football. We don't have fucking Saturday football, which I love. Don't get me wrong. I love football. But at this stage in the season... 
We were spoiled last week. We had a lot of It was so nice. But at this point, just give me Sunday. Let me watch all the games. Let me scoreboard check. Be very hungover. I don't want to see. Well, no, that's never mind. Yeah, we'll be fine on Sunday. But I don't want to see, like, like last week what sucked is the Browns lost. So I had Saturday to sit there and go, fuck, we suck, we lost. Then the next day, I have to watch all these games for these other teams while they talk about their playoff situations because the Browns already lost. I just let it happen on the same day. Mm -hmm. That's, That's where I'm at. Um, without further ado, let's do week 17. Kyle. I'm going to preface this by saying this week is a going for the gusto type week. You're going to have to because it's not good for you. No, you have, no, you no. You have fallen behind. I haven't done all the math. I took I a lot of risk last week. I tried to tried to swing for the fences last week, and I failed on it. So We had no different picks at the end. I did, up until the 4 o'clock games last week, I did all the numbers. And without doing all the math, I went 8-3. and three. You went five and six. Yeah, bad so you, week. Bad you week. Already were a couple games behind me, if I'm not mistaken. You were already three games behind, so yeah. that set you back. You're now six nah. games behind. Yep, yep. So now you are coming out swinging, eh? Swinging. Some some really bold picks this week. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. Well, let's get right down to it. I will lead us off because my picks are pretty much locked. I haven't submitted them for the other thing yet because I haven't I am, either. I'm holding on, and I got a couple people that I I'm not going to sit there and. Yeah, I saw Mike's comment the other yeah, yeah. About, like, so I'll admit I won't be the kind of guy that's gonna copy off other people to like to lock it in. I'm worried other people are gonna like go opposite and get lucky because they went opposite. Yep. But for me, it's like if you're gonna win, win it, win it normally. Make your picks. If you win, if you if you're standing behind that pick because you put it in early, more power to you. You beat yep. me. But if you wait till I pick and you pick opposite just to hope that that team wins and you, you that happens, fuck you. I'm not letting that happen. So I'm not submitting my picks till like 12.55 on Sunday. Anyway, even though these are subject to change, here's what I'm going with right now because one of the guys, you know, people could actually listen to this in advance and see what, true, who I'm thinking true, about. True. But it's not official because I have a pretty big lead on Kyle and he's making some bold moves today. So this might not be my 100% paper. Yeah, this 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 could be my – this is a make-or-break week for me right now. Sure. All right, we'll start off. We're, you're looking at your paper, so yeah, we're on yeah. the same page we're we good, have. Yep. Atlanta at Buffalo. I'm going Buffalo. This one's pretty easy for me. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't pick against yeah, Buffalo. This one would be a huge loss for you. If you yeah, did that, I would think. I think. Actually. I Who think. Knows? I think Buffalo is catch, catching a stride right now. Next up, we have the Giants against the Bears. This one's a tough one. This is a 50-50 game. I win Chicago. I did too because Chicago's been playing well. I mean, yeah. they just beat the Seahawks. It's at home. Yeah, it's exactly. It's at home. The Giants look like a mess. Um, who even knows who their quarterback's going to be? They started Jake Fromm for three quarters. He did so bad that he got benched for Mike Glennon again. Yep. I don't think Daniel Jones will be back. Who knows? I'm not sure. No. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm going Chicago here. Uh, next up, we have Kansas City at Cincinnati. This is obviously a huge game for the Browns. If Cincinnati wins, our season's over. Well, no, they have to. No, it's not true. If Cincinnati wins. If Cincinnati wins and we win, not over yet. Hmm. Because if we beat Cincy next week... No, if Cincinnati wins, they, they win the division. No, that's not true. Because if they lose against us next week... No, they'll, they'll be, they're already up a game. What, what's this, right, what do they have? They already have... I think they have nine wins. Right, but if they... Or eight it, wins. Right, no, but if, they have nine. If they win and then we beat them next week, they'll have the same record as us and we hold the tie. No, if they win... I don't know. I, th- I thought I saw something that if, if Cincinnati wins on Sunday, they, they win the division. That's their thing. I think I already read that. It's right on the top of this. It's nine and six and seven and eight. Okay, yeah. So yeah, if they, so they win, win, then they get six. ten. So yeah, we have no so, shot. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they they were the number one team on this page that I was reading. It said Cincinnati win. Yeah, they clinched the AFC North with a win, or a tie in a Baltimore loss, or a Baltimore loss in okay. a Cleveland right, Pittsburgh right. tie. Yeah. So it's all fucked up. But 
All right. Uh, so yeah, huge game. I mean, if Cincinnati's at home, but I'm going with the hottest team in football. I'm going with the team that's probably going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl again, and that is the Kansas City Chefs. I am going to bury the Brown season. You're going Cincy. Going Cincy. Wow. All right. So Kyle really wants to. He's like George Costanza with the man. <laughs> that guy got canned. You're going out with a bang here. I'm going out with a bang. Give me the Bengals at home. All right. I wrote Chicago instead of Cincinnati oh. there. But wait, there's Boston. more. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, next up, we have Miami and Tennessee. This one's a tough one, honestly. I'm not sure who I'm picking on this one either. Um, Give me Miami's, the Dolphins on this one. Miami's offense is, I'm, I'm honestly torn. For this show, I'll go Tennessee just to be different for you, yeah, just yeah. because you're trying to make a comeback. Yeah. I'd like to make it interesting. <laughs> but in my heart of hearts, I'm really not sure who I'm actually going to go with Miami's for our team. Miami's defense, so. been, I mean, I'll be honest. That fantasy football talk for one second. I'm in a Super Bowl in my league. Uh, me against Chipper, funny as that works out. Hmm. Uh, Miami gave me a little Illusion. bit. Of har- get, Miami gave me a little heartburn last last two nights ago when I thought they were gonna pull it off and have some more defensive points. But so I went into that game down by like. <laughs> Did you win? No, uh, I went into that game down by like nineteen or something like that into the the Monday night game. I had Miami's defense. I lost by six. They had so many sacks and, a, and if a that touchdown. last touchdown would have counted, I'd probably win the game. Oh, I I, I was gonna poop my pants when that, that happened. That probably would have won me the game. Because they they didn't they call, they said it wasn't a fumble right yeah because he was down so if they let it stay as a fumble I would have got two points for that plus the touchdown I would have won the game I would have been in the oh, championship man. so that that callback which I happened to be in the shower when when that happened oh. I'm really happy about that because if I was watching it live I would have probably cried so <laughs> I'm really happy it that was I the most it. awkward uh, one minute of football ever because it was so quiet. Did you play it back and watch it? No, I didn't want to. It was so quiet in the stadium when it happened. Like, you almost want to believe I didn't, it. Because the rest didn't blow a whistle. Yeah. Because he went down, and it was just dead quiet in the stadium. And they picked the ball, ran to touchdown, and, like, no one was celebrating. Ugh. But there was no whistle. And then they called it back and said, no, he was down. What could have been. Whatever. Whatever. It happens. I, I lost in the, the playoffs. I'm happy happy to be there. You, you move on. You regroup. Uh, next up, we have Las Vegas and Indianapolis. This is another, another tight one because... Carson Wentz is on the COVID list. They do, they do have the new restrictions in the NFL. They're following the CDC protocol. However, Carson Wentz is unvaccinated. They haven't confirmed if he was a close contact or if he was actually tested negative or positive. I don't exactly know the rules, but ESPN immediately were reporting he's out. They're saying he's done. Vegas changed the spread. Vegas knows all. So it looks like Carson Wentz is probably not going to play. But with the new rules, he has a chance to test positive. But I don't know how it's going to work. But as of right now, he's out. So they're going to be going with their backup, who I don't even know who it is. Is it oh, Sam Ellinger? It's, a, it's an even spread, by the way. Yeah, they, it was a, it was like a six. I think it was a six point uh, advantage for the Colts. Yeah. To you know start, I, they, they, I, I, I don't care who your quarterback is in this moment. I think you run it with Jonathan Taylor and you win the game. And that's actually something uh, I'll, I'll tell a quick story here. I got into an argument with uh, a Colts fan on Twitter. And I was trying to be nice. This is how fucked up Twitter is and how oh, stupid boy. fans are. So this Colts fan, I see Field Yates from ESPN. I follow him on Twitter. He tweets out, this was before the NFL officially changed their policy for the, the, the COVID. So he tweets out, because Carson Wentz is unvaccinated, he is out for Sunday's game. Immediately tweeted that. So he said, Carson Wentz, no, doesn't matter if he tests negative. He's not, gonna, he's not allowed to play. So I see a Colts fan tweeting in the comments, and they're like, this guy's like uh, something like, oh, he'll be fine. He'll be able to play, blah, blah, blah. And I, I sent him that picture or the the, the 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 tweet. And I'm like, he says he's out. Like, just letting you know. And the guy's like, 
what are you an idiot? You don't know math. He just he got so fucking mad at me right away and was like, you don't know math. He's gonna be fine. It's five days. He's gonna play. I'm like, I'm just, dude, I'm just telling you what they said. He goes, I get it. You're a Browns fan. You want them to lose. I'm like, you're not just trying to be fucking nice. I was just passing along information to you. Like, this guy's freaking out. Nothing to do with us. I know. And that's what I told him. I'm like, I even said this. I said, you guys should win regardless of who your quarterback is. I'm like, I was just giving you some information. That was all I was doing. Wow, I didn't know. He got I so didn't, I didn't fucking know mad. Was just as sensitive as Browns fans. That's what I. That's when I realized. Like, you know what? Browns fans aren't the biggest idiots on the planet. It's, it's all sports fans. Yeah, I'm still taking the Colts there. I am too. That one was pretty simple. Again, like you said, they have a way better defense than most of the teams the Raiders have played. And Jonathan Taylor, that offensive line, those weapons, regardless of who the quarterback is, much yeah, better team than absolutely. the Raiders. Uh, Jacksonville at New England. Is this where you're going with a you're no, going with the, no. the Jacksonville? Huh? You're no, trying to gain some no, ground because no. no, I'm going no. New England. No, 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 no. Give me New England here. Yeah, pretty easy pick. New England, Carolina at New Orleans. Um, Sam Darnold officially starting for Carolina. New Orleans more than likely will have Taysom Hill back. I hope so. My fantasy team and needs you him. Need him. <laughs> Give me with the that Saints being team. said, I'm going Saints. Yeah. 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 Next up, Can we skip have. The next game. This is a tough one. Tampa Bay yeah. against the Jets. Who are you going here, Kyle? Jets uh, just beat up on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I am not going to take a chance on this game. Give me uh, the uh, Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right. Good choice. Good choice. Philly at Washington. This is a tough one. Philly's battling for their playoff lives. Washington is battling to prove that last week might have been a fluke because they lost by about 100 to the Cowboys. I think if you look closely, if, you're, if, you, if you meet your TV, you'll hear it. The Cowboys scored again. They beat the shit out of the Redskins. I think Washington Dallas, football Dallas team is trying to prove a point, though. They're running. I mean, they up. beat the hell out of them. Um, I think it's over for Washington. The honeymoon is over. I think Ron Rivera's job is safe. He needs to get himself a quarterback, yeah. or else his job will not be safe after that next season. That team competed very well this year, and that's the other thing. And like, uh, this is a comparison that I have that I'll talk about it in in length at another time. But the Reds, the Washington football team, reminds me a lot of the Browns. You have a, a team that's built young. They're pretty good. They're competitive. They're, they made the playoffs last year, but their quarterback situation needs to be improved. Yeah. I'm, I, I like Heineke. He's, he's an okay quarterback. To me, he just reminds me of like a Baker yeah, or an absolutely. Alex Smith. He's, he's, he's a, a guy holdover that, quarterback right now. Yeah, he's a guy that's going to be – he's fine if you have Mouther on Sunday. If he's your backup, you're in really good shape. Sure. But as your starter, your full-time starter. going no. forward, you, you're, you are what you are. Yeah. Uh, I'm going Philly. Yeah, Philly. I like Philly's team. I like Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has done well this year. He's stepped up and done. He's he's a good quarterback. He's not the best, but he's he does well. In yeah, that the Philly offense. team's interesting. To be honest, I haven't been able to watch much of them because they don't get played a lot here in Cleveland. So that, that Smith and and Hurts. Oh, Devontae Smith. Yeah, is, he's just a great wide receiver. Did you um, see the picture um, of him lined up in a three point stance against the left tackle? No. Oh, well, I'll show it to you after the yeah, show. Yeah, look it up. Yeah, it's hilarious. All right, moving on. We have Denver against the Chargers. Chargers just got embarrassed by the Houston uh, Texans. However, in the Chargers' defense, they're a young team. It reminds me a lot of last year with the Browns against the Jets. You have a team where you expect your team to win. You're missing a shitload of guys due to COVID, and you're not able to beat that team. And that's exactly what happened to the Chargers. It was identical to me of the Browns and Jets. Oh, God. He is so fucking little, Devontae Smith. It's like a 170-pound difference. (laughs) So, yeah, again, last year the Browns played the Jets. We had a bunch of people missing for COVID. The Jets manhandled us pretty much. Baker looked like ass. Uh, we lost the game against the team who had the number two overall pick. Yeah, they were Chargers terrible. Right here? Yeah. Okay. And then the Houston, 
or Chargers go into Houston, missing a bunch of people with COVID. But they're getting their players back. Right? And they get their doors blown off. Yeah, they've already reactivated Nick Bosa. They're probably going to get Eckler and Mike Williams back. They're going to be at full strength. Denver is probably starting Drew Locke again. Uh, they couldn't even beat the Raiders last week, especially on the road today or this week. Give me the Chargers. Yeah, I'm taking the Chargers here too. All right. Next up, we have Arizona at Dallas. This is a good game. You missed a game. No, did I? Oh, I'm sorry. Houston at San Francisco. Uh, Jimmy G banged up. I'm still gonna go. Give me the give me the Niners. Yeah, at home, San Francisco over yeah. Houston. That the Houston team last week's not gonna be there every week. Sorry for skipping that one. Who gives a fuck about that one anyway? Uh, Arizona at Dallas. This one could be the game of the week, but Arizona is on such a fucking downward slope. Um, I'm not really sure what to make of them without they DeAndre a, they, Hopkins. They are a lost team. They have no identity without Hopkins out yeah. there. I think Dallas imposes their will here and shows that they're like this is a potential playoff matchup coming could up be. because they're both they're both locked in to make the playoffs. Dallas is hitting their soon. stride to finish so strong to have that first game playoff exit like they yep. always do. But yeah, I'm taking. The I think the Dallas defense is actually going to spell a lot of trouble for Kyler Murray. He's going to struggle to find guys. Um, I just think Dallas's offense is way too good oh, for yeah. Arizona. Uh, Arizona just lost to the Colts last week, so that shows you like not to not to knock on the Colts, but Dallas's offense is probably much. But you know, and I they think lost anybody the would Lions agree with that. Two weeks ago, so. yeah, I forgot about that too. So I think yeah, Arizona is in a extreme downward spiral, and I'm going Dallas yeah, I'm, Cowboys. I'm going Dallas. Yeah. How about them Cowboys? All right. Excuse me. Sorry. Beer tastes good. Detroit at Seattle. This is a tough one. Detroit's tight. I think I already know who Kyle's going with. I can just write Detroit down for that one. This one's tough. I currently have Seattle as my pick. Uh, I think Vegas has them at like a six and a half point favorite. Um, But they were like a six and a half point favorite against Chicago last week and they still lost. However, this one's at home. I think young Detroit team on the road going up against the 12s in Seattle. I don't know. This is a 50-50 game. I usually go with the home team on that, so give me Seattle. Kyle is clearly going Detroit. Don't even need him to say a word. I can see it in his face. Go Detroit. I knew it. Knew that. Going was to the Lions, baby. He's a huge PC principal Dan Campbell fan. He is going with the Lions. LA Rams at Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson is back at practice on a limited basis, uh, which means he's not going to be as mobile as he normally would be if he even plays. Going up against the Rams team who is playing very hot right now they're playing really good football all around um with that banged up offensive line with that shitty secondary give me the rams i think aaron donald is gonna feast on whoever is playing yeah i think the rams win as easily yep same here next up we have sunday night football minnesota against green bay kind of aaron Rodgers' uh bugaboo here i know where kyle's going to this one he's he's got a bad poker face ladies and gentlemen (laughs) i'm gonna tell you that um, I remember early in the season, this was a, this was a week that you, you picked up a couple games on me because you <coughs> took Minnesota mm-hmm. and I took green Bay and you were right. Minnesota won that game. That was in Minnesota though. This week it is in Lambeau Sunday night football. Number one seed on the line for green Bay. Oof. Give me green Bay. Aaron Rodgers Isn't going to let his team lose this game. Oh no, 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 no. Give me the Vikings, baby. We're taking this game. So pretty much by the end of next week, I'm going to have a 10 game lead on Kyle. <laughs> it's looking that way. Uh, yeah, I'm going green Bay. Kyle's going to go Minnesota. He's got to make up some ground again. They're at this home. G- if I make, if I win these games, if I outright win these, I, I move up, not only in us, but I move up in that money one too. Oh, that's so. huge. Absolutely. Uh, huge money in the line. But folks. I don't plan on losing. Are you uh, picking all those for that one too? Oh, absolutely. Oh, are you? Okay. I got to make up ground everywhere. So. Sure. Yeah, I don't plan on losing, so let's see what happens. <laughs> and then we get to Monday Night Football. I, I, I spoiled my pick earlier. Uh, keys to the game. 
play play your defense. Don't let the Steelers, for whatever reason, the Steelers' first half offense is terrible. Their first quarter offense especially is really bad. So go out there. Don't let Ben do anything crazy. It's his last game against the Browns ever. It's his last home game ever, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So don't let those emotions get the best of you. Don't don't go in there and get hooked. What you need to do is impose your will. Fuck Ben Roethlisberger. Fuck the Steelers. Who cares about it being his last game? Last year, we made him cry on the bench. I love that. I send that picture Best to people all the time. Best meme picture ever. I send it to people all the time. So, go in with that same attitude. Fuck that guy. He has tortured this team and this city for years to come. Go in there. Make him lose embarrassingly. They just got blown out by the Chiefs. Just play great defense. I'm not even going to get started with the offense. This is just run the ball. The run defense is terrible. If our defense shows up that's been showing up the last six weeks of the season, there's no chance we lose that game. My worry is the offense because if Baker— I agree. I agree. But that's why I'm saying, you know what? Fuck it. Let's lock down and put a New England-style offense on this game and just hand the fucking ball off. If Baker decides to go colorblind again and throw the ball to the wrong team— Is still out? He is— He was— So he was listed as day-to-day, technically, um, when he got hurt like three weeks ago, and he's missed every game since. So I'm hoping— that he'll be okay to play. They haven't said anything. I haven't seen I would anything. love to see him spelling off of Chubb this, this Monday. I mean, get out there because Even then, he takes the pressure Tyrannis off. Johnson is oh, so Deanna's good, Johnson's too. a beast. Our three running backs are fucking dominant. So, yeah, for me, just go out there. Do your thing. Again, don't let the emotions of Ben Roethlisberger's last game get the best of you. Just go out there. Be professional. Make him cry some more. Exactly. Make him go out embarrassingly bad. Uh, make Tomlin have his first losing season as a Steelers head coach, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And the only way to do that is to win. So yeah. go out there, win this game, keep your hopes alive. You control your own destiny. We won in Pittsburgh last season. One game at a time. Twice. We can do it again. Uh, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. We oh, the last, the last game, game was, was in at Cleveland, home. Never mind. That's right. Yeah. Um, either way, just just go win. You're the better team, Cleveland. You should be. Uh, I trust Kevin Stefanski. Um, it's just about. We said it earlier execution mm-hmm. Stefanski is going to have the game ready to go it's oh, just can perfect, the players have the perfect plan out there for him mostly baker can they do it i'm going cleveland i'm going cleveland too so let me write that down even though if cincinnati wins i think our, our, our wild card chances are still alive right i don't even well, know well it, it, i i don't think so yeah, that's right. So Cincinnati wins. Our season is yeah, over completely. Yeah. So, so our only chance is a division. So according right to Kyle, Monday night doesn't even matter because nope. you're picking Cincinnati. Nope. Doesn't so, matter. So realistically, if Cincinnati wins to, uh, on Sunday, then just just start Case Keenum. Who gives a fuck about Baker? Yeah. The season's over. Cut, cut Baker's arm open on, uh, on Nick, Sunday night. Uh, Nick Mullins is on the COVID list. I was going to say start Nick Mullins. Let's see what we got bring, there. Bring Manziel back. Who cares? Oh, I would love that. You know me. <laughs> I would love One that. more money Manziel touchdown pass. I would love it. Um He's in probably the same shape as Ben Roethlisberger, so that's no, okay. he's fine. Yeah, a little bloated. It happens. That's okay. Cocaine up the nose. He's good. All right. That's going to do it for us. We will, again, uh, Sunday, we'll Sunday be, night, uh, Steel City Renegades. We're going to post about it. You guys are going to hear all about it, so we'll talk about it. Uh, that's all I got. A happy new year, everybody. We'll talk to you next year, as be the dads safe. would say. Take Ubers. Don't yes. do anything stupid. Yeah. Wherever you go on Friday night, stay there. It's yes. the best advice I can give you. Or walk three roads down to where that you're, works where too. that too so. walk or stay that's it all right everybody see ya